0: Today, on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, one of Crystal Cruise Line's beleaguered ships was unable to dock in Miami because of a large unpaid fuel bill. And United Airlines is working to put more women in the cockpit. Details next in the news. In our Smarter Travelers segment at 320, Mark repeats his mantra about
1: buying airline miles. And talks about the COVID culture, the differences in our
0: own country, something that travelers need to be aware of. Last week, we talked about restaurants adding fuel surcharges to your bill to fund employee benefits, supply chain shortage surcharges, and other expenses. Today is your chance to weigh in. Should restaurants be adding surcharges to your bill instead of raising prices, or should the full cost of your meal be on the menu? Call us at 335, share your opinion, and perhaps win a $50 gift card.
1: Gwen Duncan of Cordially Yours Travel joins us at 3:50 to opine on the latest developments in the cruise industry, from bankruptcies to the easing of onboard restrictions.
0: Thanks for coming along with us this afternoon. You're listening to the latest edition of the Travel Guys. On the road again, just can't wait to get on the road again. <laughs> To Alaska, go north to rush your
2: own. Go now upon heaven
0: and man. I come from a land of love. I bless the rains down in Africa.
3: Get your kicks on Route 66.
0: Let it roll. Let's go on with the
1: welcome everyone mark hoffman and tom romano with you we are the travel and entertainment guys brought to you by sports leisure vacations every sunday three to four right here on this radio station and everywhere on iHeartRadio. radio and uh on top of that it's a beautiful sunny sunday afternoon mark
0: good to see you over there my friend nice to see you mr romano someday someday maybe we'll do this radio show it's a radio show maybe we'll do it at an actual radio station
1: you know i i think that would be kind of fun it would would be be real
0: at at this point that that would be considered novel it would it would be but i have to say in the two years that we've done this you know me and my office and you and your home and our little studios and someone far away in the radio station, it's a, you know, it saves a 15, 20 minute drive. I get it. Why people are, you know, don't want, I, I don't want to go 15 to 20, 20 minutes each way for a one hour radio program when I can just sit here and relax and the football games on in the background and you know, it's just it's.
1: Well, you know, that radio station, trust me, the football game would be on in the <laughs> it is on in the background right now. And the hard part is we got to keep Caitlin, our, our uh, executive producer, uh, focused here on on our radio program. Uh-huh. There, there's a lot of distractions, particularly uh, today. Hopefully we have a couple of listeners that will stick with us. Nice thing about it is, is that you can multitask. Exactly you know i I mean you can you can listen to uh, this radio program mm-hmm. and watch a football game you don't mm-hmm. need to hear it to, to to see it same thing with baseball, I enjoy a lot of baseball. While we uh, do our radio show, Mark, uh, I say it's been a week since we spoke, yes. and a lot of miles uh, between uh, a lot for, for you since then. I I know you were off to uh, Key West with some sports leisure vacation travelers. Uh, give us a, a thumbnail of it. We had like. a, we
0: went to to uh, Miami, Key Largo, and Key West, and I'm not I'm not a huge fan of a lot of Florida destinations. It's not really my thing, but but Key West is a really unique destination, and Miami is a really cool city. The 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 to me, it's almost a clash of Latin and Caucasian cultures. It, it's the it's it's coming together, and they're all existing together, and they're um, it, 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 at such a high rate of speed. That's the Latin side of things, and it's just there are so many different kinds of people in that city that. There are there's always something, you know, the food choices are are abundant and just it's it's a really interesting place. I don't have any desire to live there, but I love visiting there. And if you haven't been there, it's it's a cool place. The other cool thing about Miami is for people from California who have never done this before, you're only about an hour from the Everglades and you can go out to the Everglades and get in an airboat if you've never done such a thing. And go out in for forty-five minutes or an hour in search of alligators in the Everglades and stuff like that. And it's it's really um, it's a little hokey and it's a little bit of a tourist sort of experience, but it is a lot of fun if you've never well, done it before.
1: Yeah, well, you know. there's no air, there's no air boating as far as I know any anywhere nearby here. That yeah. had to have been a, a a pretty exciting experience. Uh, did you – and I know we'll talk more about this coming up at 320 mm-hmm. – a lot of uh, cultural differences in regards to COVID and masks, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, they're handling – because it's Florida.
0: Yeah, they're handling it a lot different in, in Florida. The, the, the other unique thing is that there's Florida, and then the Keys aren't really part of Florida. You know, they're, they're, we've talked about end-of-the-road destinations before, and, of course, Key Largo is kind of at the beginning of the Keys. You get all the way down there about 90 miles and all the way to Key West. And the kind of people who move to end-of-the-road cities, I think, are, are – are destinations are kind of unique. But one really cool thing about Key West, all over in the tourism industry, a lot of the people that, that I have come to know, a lot of the people who work um, at attractions and behind-the-scenes at hotels and at destinations and things like that have changed jobs and moved on. And it's – it's not only harder to get your job done, but you lament the fact that you've, you know, lost friends. I mean, maybe not lifetime acquaintances, but people that you knew and that you enjoyed uh, visiting and and exchanging pleasantries with. And in Key West, that hasn't happened. Um, Louis, the trolley driver, and Kermit, the guy who comes out in the green uniform with the key lime pie and waves at all the tourists all the time. God, he must have sold a lot of key lime pie wearing that stupid <laughs> green costume over the years. Um, Randy Roberts, who... For years, has been doing a, a, a female impersonation, a drag show. Uh, does Cher and Bette Midler and some of himself in a little showroom at a restaurant called La Tida, which mm-hmm. has probably some of the best food. If you ever go to Key West, promise me that you will go to dinner at La Tida. They have, if you're a prime rib person, um, it's really some of the best that you'll ever eat. And make sure that you get tickets to see um, the show in the evening Randy does it five times a week. Another gentleman fills in for him a couple days a week. It's not a lot of money, but it's a tremendous amount of fun. It's about as much fun as you can have uh, for an hour without getting arrested. It's, it, and it really – it's a piece of Key West that you shouldn't – that you absolutely shouldn't miss. Um, you can eat key lime pie till it comes out of your ears. And there's more than one way to make a key lime pie, as you'll, you would find out if you were traveling with us. Um, You can go out for a cruise on the water for a couple hours. You can go to the places, you know, you can go to Hemingway's house and you can go to the places where he ate and where he drank and where he wrote. And Harry Truman's little White House was down there. And there's a cool butterfly conservatory in town. Probably the best. These butterfly pavilion things have sprung up all over the country. But the Key West one was one of the first ones and one of the best ones. And we just had a really good time. I'm reminded why this trip sells out, it's only 27 people and it sells out six months ahead of time every year is because it's so different from California mm-hmm. and it's just a tremendous amount of fun. And we spend a, an extended amount of time in Key West. It's not inexpensive to travel in the For- Florida Keys, um, but it's just it's different and it's a lot of fun. And if you pick the right hotel in Key West, you can stay at fancy hotels on the edge of town and you can drive or be shuttled into town or you can stay at a small bed and breakfast or there's one historic old hotel. There's an old Crown Plaza, La Concha, that's on Duval Street, which is the main drag in town. And uh, you can stay there. It's uh, it's not a bad hotel. It's about 100 years old, uh, but it's got location, location, and location. You can walk to anywhere from there and that's really a plus. Go down to the pier and watch the sunset at night, um watch a watch a couple of street performers if you watch a street performer and something like that and you don't put a few bucks in their tray then shame on you um good bad or otherwise um, those are people who are really working for a living so i don't know i just uh, probably folks are tired of getting me hearing me ramble on now but we really had a good time had nice people to travel with and i think key west is just a really special destination for people from california
1: all right, all right. La-ti-da. Well, okay, we are the Travel Guys, and uh, somewhere near the top of uh, <laughs> every Travel Guys radio show, we bring you up to date on the travel news. <laughs> Caitlin's sitting there with her finger on that button for a long time, and with the <laughs> travel news, here's Mark.
0: Yeah, well, um, I'm sorry, I got a little carried away there. We really did have a have a good time the old guy with the bad hip was limping around a little bit during the week but uh, <laughs> it was it, it was a lot of fun and when you you go to Key West man that show a latte da that Randy Roberts does is just oh that is so much fun that is so much fun. And that's your
1: travel news for
0: today. Yeah, and no, that's your wait. travel news for today. Um, all right, here, listen, um, let's talk about people who have all kinds of problems. Um, Crystal Cruise Lines, who we talked about last week. Gwen Duncan's going to join us later on in the program to talk a little bit about this. Um, they've, they've stopped sailing. They say they're going to resume at the end of April. I'm sure Gwen will have um, some opinions on that. U.S. Marshals were prepared to uh, arrest the captain and take over one of the ships if it had docked. Uh, In Florida uh, last week, if it had docked in Miami, uh, they owed $1.2 million to some fuel company who had taken steps to make sure that they were going to get paid. There was an arrest warrant. Peninsula Petroleum uh, Mm -hmm. said they were ready to go. Uh, One of the crystal ships was turned away from Aruba where it was supposed to dock um, on January the 29th. This was a world cruise. was supposed to be like 107 days or something, and it's going to end up being like seven or eight. Um, so it, it just – Small this, world. Yeah, well, yeah, small world, exactly. Um, I'm surprised this stuff doesn't happen more often in the cruise industry because um, it's not really highly regulated. There is a reason these ships are flagged in other countries. And not flagged in the U.S. It's because for tax reasons and regulatory reasons. And when something like this happens, then you tend to find out a little bit about those things. United Airlines has opened its Flight Academy. Uh, it is in Goodyear, Arizona, which is a suburb of Phoenix. It was They had announced it about two years ago, but it was a little bit delayed during uh, uh, because of COVID. United's goal is to hire 10,000 new pilots by 2030. And to train about half of them at the new academy and with a goal of half of the new graduates from the academy being women or people of color. United is the first U.S. carrier to have its own flight training academy. So it's, it's one thing to say that you're going to be diverse and you're going to put women in the cockpit and you're going to have people of all colors uh, flying your airplanes. But it's another thing to actually do it. And so, congratulations to United Airlines, which um, has followed through here and opened up their own academy. Uh, they say that there will be huge cost savings to them, and that the pilots will be more trained in the ways and cultures of United Airlines. Duh! So, um, a very a very good idea. Maybe that's some of that uh, fifty or eighty billion that they took from uh, from us. Uh, remember all of that? Those taxpayer dollars. You, uh, Southwest Airlines is considering bringing alcohol back on board. Having flown with United last week, I can tell you that United Airlines has brought alcohol back on board. But it's very interesting, Tom. United, when they're telling you about alcohol, you can only have one drink at a time, and they're very, they're, they're very careful to remind you that if you brought your own, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not no, that's not cool. Um, one, you, one drink at a time. You Why know, do some people order two at once? Are they, in the olden days, uh, before people beat the crap out of uh, flight attendants on a regular basis on airplanes, um, they would serve you a couple at a time. And you know they give you they give you a can of soda and two little miniatures at a time. You could pay for two of them, and they didn't I have see. to come back and serve you again mm-hmm. for a while. So uh, now that people have decided that you know first they drink, to get on the plane, and then they get a little more wasted when they get there, and then they go crazy. So um, that's what United Airlines is doing to try to to cut back on things. But it's interesting that. Even though they're still having problems on planes, and even though we know that some of this has to be alcohol and or drug-related, it's funny that that airlines would put minimal profits that they get from selling alcoholic beverages ahead of any measure of safety. It would just seem to me like I would just leave it off the plane for now and just continue to send the message to people that, look, You know what? Um, People can't behave themselves, and this is a serious situation. We're not going to let our staff get beat up by people. It's just not going to happen. So anyways, just one man's opinion. Lots of countries are requiring travelers to have COVID-19 booster vaccines. If you are traveling outside of the United States, this stuff changes practically daily. Some country changes their restrictions. Many of them are starting to go down now. So that so now the reason to do your homework is so that you don't have to go to all of that extra trouble before you go on the road. But anyway, a lot of the COVID restrictions in foreign countries and destination, foreign destinations are changing. So there is an updated list, or at least it was updated as of a few days ago, at TravelGuysRadio.com. And hopefully that will, will help you. But again, I would suggest to you that if you're traveling somewhere, you want information that's no more than – a day or two old at the very most and that my friend is your travel news for today
1: and we are the travel guys don't forget now you can follow along and links to our special guests and more always at travelguysradio.com boy i'll tell you i just been thinking i i I think it's time to buy miles mark Um, i think not Buy some miles. Well, we're going to talk about that. Mark's opinion on buying miles is next here on The Travel Guys. Hey there. Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for joining us. Well, okay. Mark? Yes, sir. You know, uh. The other day, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he mm-hmm. was—he had heard our t- talking once on the program about about buying miles and uh-huh. uh, the discouraging remarks that you had made about that, and how that it could really be a waste of money. But he—he he, he told me that he was only uh, a small number of miles away from moving into another tier, getting a some special benefits if he if he if he got there and, and and are there situations and that being one of them where buying miles
0: might make some sense he might be in that one little loophole situation let's pretend for a minute that a, a round-trip ticket uh, to wherever you're going is 40,000 miles and you've got 30,000 37,286 and you don't fly on that airline much anymore. You haven't earned miles there. You'd like to use them. And so paying – when you buy miles, airlines just absolutely rip you off. American Airlines sends out these things two or three times a month, encouraging people to, to or, who are members of their frequent flyer club to buy miles, and I know because I'm on their list. And right. it's just such a ripoff. I mean, it's such a ripoff. But – if a small number of miles added to what you already had would put you over the top, you know, if you could get a four or $500 airline ticket by spending $125 to buy a few miles to be able to use the rest of those miles, particularly if they were something that were sitting there and been there for a couple, three, you know, we've all got uh, people's rewards programs we've been a part of, and we have something sitting there that we've forgotten completely about, and if we went back and shopped there one more time, we'd have enough points or whatever it is to be able to get something of real value. So what your friend is is suggesting, and perhaps if he's listening today, he'll hear this, but um, when you're in a situation where the cost of the miles is, let's say, 25 30% of what the value of what you can obtain by purchasing those miles, then obviously... That's a good business decision, but the the landscape is littered with airlines offering people mileage deals and, you know, things on top of it, and they are never any good,
1: never. Have you ever been in that situation where you needed just a couple of extra miles and uh, spent some money to get them?
0: um it was uh, there was a hotel and it was a intercontinental hotel holiday inn uh it's been a number of years ago but yes i was a few miles short so i went out and stayed at a local holiday inn um in <laughs> order to get for a night to get enough miles and points to stay at an expensive hotel in new york city so yes that there there i have done that myself uh before I want to take a, a minute here, Tom, um, before we get to the bottom of the hour, and just talk a little bit about cultural differences right now when you're traveling. Um, of course, when you go out of the country, even to Canada and Mexico, things are different. But even in our country, under normal circumstances, weather is different, the way people live are different, uh, lifestyles are different. But right now, you've got this extra layer of COVID stuff. And some parts of the country, people are really masking up, and some they're not. And some places, they're checking vaccinations, and some they're not. And hopefully, we're about to turn a corner on this, and it's about to back off again, perhaps permanently. But the deal is, if you're going to travel to places, if you're a Californian, and you have you live in a – this is the easiest way to put it. You live in a blue state. If you like the way things are going in your blue state, you travel to a red state, you may find that things are very different. And you may find that some people are more than willing to confront you about those differences. So if you're somebody who want, who is comfortable wearing a mask everywhere, you may have somebody who says, hey, um, you know, makes fun of you or calls you a name or something like that. So you have to be comfortable – in, in your skin. Does that make sense?
1: Does that? It does. And, uh, you know, I, I know you here again, we talked about it at the top of the show. You went to Florida. You brought 27 people with you. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of no mask wearing. Yep. Uh, and, and, and I'm guessing that you guys probably
0: still wore your masks a lot of the we time. We played it pretty safely when we were indoors. We wore a mask into a restaurant, took it off when we sat down, put it on if we got up and walked around the restaurant, kind of played by California rules. Um did some you, places did, go ahead. Yeah, did did anybody uh, give you a hard time? Some places nobody gave us a hard time, we got some funny looks. Um right. but you know, I would say to people if, if 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 you're not if you're not willing to put up with that then it's best not to go places where you know that they're playing by a different set of rules than than we are here. So that that's that's just my point. Listen, um after the break here, we're going to take some calls from folks. Um 99169211530. And eight hundred We'd love to hear your comments on restaurants that are adding things, surcharges to the bills. And if there's anybody from a restaurant who works for a restaurant, runs a restaurant, has a point of view on this, gosh, I would love to hear from you on this. Nine one six nine two one fifteen thirty 916-921-1530 or 800-834-1530. I have, we have a couple of $50 uh, gift cards to give away to, to, to Panera Bread and uh, Olive Garden to the two folks who call in with the best comments. And we'll uh, spend a segment and see if we can not get some input. What do you think? Should the whole bill be up front or should uh, can restaurants add a few things on now with prices going up?
1: Okay, and we'll take those calls now. We'll see you after the news here on The Travel Guys. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts bear, man. I breathe the mountains This is the um, official Mark Hoffman theme song, been I've Been Everywhere, everywhere Man. <laughs> it's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Uh, that particular song, Johnny Cash's I've Been Everywhere, uh if you if you if you google it and you you get the little video it has all the towns and all the things that he says mm-hmm. come up on the screen i dare you to try to follow along and keep pace with him it's it's amazing. Anyway, we're back. Mark, uh, let's see here. We wanted to take some calls.
0: We're offering folks an opportunity to weigh in on something that's happening in restaurants, starting to happen in restaurants. I don't know where it's happening in Sacramento. I know for sure it's happening in at least one in Napa, where restaurants are... Uh, You know, you go in, you see the price on the menu, the check comes, and now there's 4% more for employee benefits or supply chain issues or whatever else. It's kind of like a resort fee in a restaurant. And so I'm just curious as to how um, our travelers might think about that. Um, You can reach us at 916-921-1530 or 800-834-1530. Nine nine one six nine two one fifteen thirty or eight hundred eight three four fifteen thirty. And um especially if you happen to work in a restaurant or you run a restaurant, um your restaurant maybe you're someone in the restaurant business who has thought about doing this and has or has not done it, and what your thought process might might be, it would be fun to listen to. I suspect our audience is dropping off just a little bit here as there's a certain football game that might be beginning here in a couple of minutes. So um so to the two people yeah. who are still listening.
1: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And and for those two people, uh, so you'll know, Mark has some uh, $50 uh, Panera Bread uh, gift cards that Uh we're going to give away to... uh uh to uh, a couple of people that uh, call in with their opinion mark you know we talked about this last week on the program mm-hmm. and there may not people that are listening now may not have heard uh what your uh what your situation was when you when you
0: visited this restaurant in napa if you want to just give us a well yeah kind of it's a, just got a got to check at a review. restaurant in napa fairly upscale restaurant the bill was not inexpensive for uh for lunch and there was a 4.25 percent surcharge on there, and I was like, "Where did that come from?" Well, you know, it's on, it's 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 explained on the menu. So I asked for a copy of the menu, and on the menu, in the smallest possible type, um, I, I use readers uh, to read a menu in a restaurant. I couldn't read the type even with the readers <laughs> on. Um, so I'd say three, three and a half point type. There was a one line thing there that said 4.25 percent will be added to the to the bill. Uh, for an employee benefit plan uh, it didn't explain employee what the employee benefit bene- was. yeah exactly and so i'm immediately thinking well you know i mean how do i know that you took four cents on the dollar from me and that that's actually where that went i mean i'm guessing if you printed it on the on the menu that you probably did but why per se i mean i understand with the restaurant the, the price of food is going up the price of labor is going up um, so they're getting squeezed in uh, in both directions, plus they have to deal with the whole COVID thing. But I still say that it's better, I think, to tell your customers what your product costs and explain to them um, why it costs a little bit more or a lot more suddenly if you need to and trust that your customers will... Okay, and trust that your customers will uh, will will understand that and will value your product and your services enough that they will be willing to, that that they will be understanding and that they will be willing to pay that increased price.
1: And and the the question we have for you, if you want to call in and give us your opinion, is is that uh, what would be your reaction? How do you feel about it? Do you think that's okay? Uh, Would you rather they just, you know, increase the price? In fact, this is what a lot of places are doing. A lot of people are, you know, they're increasing the price so that it can uh, compensate for the fact that you're just not selling uh, as much food and you have as many customers as you used to, and you're doing your best to to make up for it. You know, we got a call. Somebody who is not watching the game. Shirley, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thank you, dear, so Hi. much for for checking in with in us. The game.
3: We just watched one of them, so I'm in between. No, we have. Thank you, thank you for taking my call. I have a cold, so I apologize. Uh, But uh, yeah, uh, we we have friends, and their wife has uh, always been in uh, uh, a waitress uh, out at the airport and various restaurants around. When we go out, she had mentioned just double the tax. Make it easy on yourself. Uh, Whenever we go out to eat, we see what the menu is, what we want to order. And uh, at the end of everything, we just double the tax, and it seems to be a good thing. Uh, nobody complains. So, so are you there?
0: Yep, yep. So it's so surely feels like that if by doubling the tax. So if tax is nine, nine and a half percent, that gives her yeah. an eighteen, nineteen percent gratuity, and yeah. that's yeah, and that's very that that's that seems very fair. My argument to the restaurant person was that if you're looking for an 18 to 20 percent gratuity from me and you've you've tacked four percent onto the bill then i'm just going to back that out of the gratuity because that's that's all i was planning on 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 paying thank you shirley appreciate the the call um al is on on the line next al uh, what'd you think of 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 our restaurant subject here buddy
2: well i think it's pretty good Uh, i'll tell you what i i can sure know i have sure noticed the uh cost in raising the uh, the bills on these tables, man, I'll tell you, it's hard to take the wife out to dinner anymore. It costs so much. And then when they want to throw a surcharge on the end of that, I'm with you. I take that surcharge back out on the gratuity or on a tip. And uh, I'll tell you, the waiters, the waitresses that don't want to do their job, they're not going to get a real good tip from me. My mom was a uh, a waitress when she was alive, and she always taught me and my brothers and sisters to always give tips, and sometimes my tip will be nothing more than, hey, uh, you need to step it up a little bit in order to get some cash. <laughs> um,
0: and, well, and Tom, thank you, Al. Uh, the... the I tend to be a pretty good tipper myself, and I, I, you know, I'm an 18 to 20% guy. And if, if, listen, we were down in Key West, and uh, Key Largo, restaurant was just jammed, local fish restaurant. Um, how this man got a group of 27 people into seven tables of four top, four tops over a period of an hour, without getting attacked by the other people who had been waiting forever for tables I don't know how he did it but he did and, it was, and he, did a, he did a terrific job and so I put $100 in his pocket at the end of the night I've been in the travel business for 40 plus years I've never put $100 in a maitre d's pocket but this guy was busting his rear end. So to your point, Al, um, if you're out there and you're you're really doing your job and you're trying to make it better for people, why then, there are those of us who will recognize that and reward you appropriately.
2: Yes, absolutely. And that's the way my mom taught me. But uh, for those that are out there just to uh, put the food on the table and never come back to see how you're doing or see if you need anything else, or if it takes, an hour and a half before you even see any any of the waitresses you know those those people are not earning their money and they're not going to get a real good tip from me if at all
1: well thanks for the call al you know one point here mark that uh, you know i think we're kind of kind of missing in is that and, and this is always the situation, mm-hmm. if your food's lay to, to your table or there's issues with the food when it comes from the kitchen, or even the situation where the the uh, restaurant is adding a four and a half percent surcharge to for employee benefits, that's not the fault of the uh, server.
0: No, uh, it's not. It's not. And the other thing we should we 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 have pointed out here and we should point out in all fairness here is that right now you know al said something about well you know if the waiter the server isn't attentive um you know or the meal doesn't show up promptly um i i I, one thing we have to consider right now is that a lot of places are working with less than a full staff so um if you go into a restaurant you know a one thing you can do as you're placing your order is you can kind of you can kind of make a comment about that and you can find out whether or not how shorthanded they are or aren't and it'll give you some idea of what uh, of what you might expect coming up, but be careful about holding a server or a kitchen to a time situation right now, because it's entirely possible that they may be that they may have two people doing the job of four, and that's why it's taking a little bit longer. You want to take one more? Yeah, let's try to get one more.
1: All right, Lorna, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thanks for hanging on. Hi, I
3: just wanted to say that you know I would like them to be clarified when they are charging that extra surcharge that I don't mind paying it as long as I know up front and then very patient whenever we go out that knowing and realizing that places are short-staffed. And I just think that's just unfair if we don't stop and be mindful of that.
0: Well, and, and, and Lorna, I think too, as, as you point out, just tell me about it ahead of time. If you're, if it's in the smallest type, in the bo- on the bottom line of the restaurant, of the menu, you're trying to hide it. So why not put yes, a little exactly. placard on the table that just says, hey, you know, this is what's going on and we're getting squeezed all over the place, so we've temporarily added a 4% surcharge to pay for this. And if you don't, you know, that way if you don't like it, you know about it right out of the gate. And to me, if you're up front about it, I'm much more likely, aren't you, much more likely to, to be accepting of it if, they, if they're up front with you about it?
3: Absolutely. As long as we, like I said, being upfront about it, is what's important and key about it. I don't like it when I get the tag and then it's like, oh, wait a minute, what's this? here extra charge on here?
0: Yeah. So as that's long as they the- tell
3: me ahead of time, we're okay. Lorna, will you hang
0: on the line for a minute so we can uh, we can give you a give you our fifty our gift card winner for the for the day there and. We'll get some information from you and and make sure we can get the card out to you. Thank you. For, thanks for giving us a call.
1: Okay, then uh, thank you, guys. Uh, coming up next, Gwen Duncan joins us. I know you're very interested to find out what's going on in the cruise world. Lots and lots of noise there, and we're going to talk to our uh, resident expert, Gwen Duncan with Cordially Yours Travel. That's next here on the Travel Guys. It's very nice. To go traveling to Paris, London,
2: and Rome, it's It's Mark Hoffman
1: and Tom Romano, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacation. It's been a while, and I think uh, without wasting a whole lot of time, let's jump right in on it. Let's bring in Gwen Duncan from Cordially Yours Travel to talk cruising. Gwen, so nice to have you back on the show. (laughs)
3: Oh, it is. It's really nice to talk with you guys,
0: Ms. Duncan. It's an ex- it's an interesting time to be a seller of any kind of travel, but particularly an interesting time to be a seller of cruises. Um, Crystal Cruise Lines, it looks like, uh, might be no more. They're they're not cruising now. They're saying they're going to start cruising at the end of of April, but you're a little skeptical of that.
3: Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. They've um, uh, I've got a contact with um within the industry where people were com- communicating from the ship uh, to this one lady. And she was reporting that they, the staff was having meetings, and they were being told that it looked like they might be able to um, um, uh, restart up and everything in April. And then they're still hoping to have a buyer. And uh, then they ended up making arrangements to get onto a different ship. Cause some of these people were going to go on a on a ship that was 200 plus days uh-huh. and um and so they they were trying to figure well, what are we going to do can you imagine the arrangements people make when they're going to be gone for that long
0: now and the, the airlines
3: know.
0: the, the air, i mean the the cruise line they've got these people all over the world that are on cruises and they did they finish the cruises did they finish where they're supposed to how are people getting home i mean is that all just a big jumble
3: yeah, it's a big jumble. And With uh, this particular instance, <clears throat> the um, the people who had their air arranged by Crystal were able to have some accommodations. I mean, I think a day later, even two days late from when their original departure was supposed to be out of Miami, because they had to go to Me- Benamy. Then they took a ferry over to uh, Miami. Now, there were a lot of these people, there were 28. Uh, people, I know that was couples or people who were going to switch in Aruba to go on to a uh, Regent Seven Seas. They had made them an offer so that they'd still be able to sail. And um, the uh, ship wasn't allowed to stop there. So I had to go to Bemini. And if any of those people uh, had um, um, their own independent air, they had to figure out, how they were going to get from Miami to wherever the ship the uh, Regent Seven Seas was stopping because it wasn't going to sit there and wait for two days for them right you know? and so, some of the mess, we should
0: we should point out Gwen that some of the cruise lines have stepped up and said, well, okay, if you had a crew if you had a cruise scheduled with crystal um we will give you a discount on a cruise on our uh on our line or try to help you out or try, as you're saying even folks who are already out there trying to get them to switch to switch shifts. But this just seems like a tremendous amount of logistical problem and stuff like that. What about for travel advisors? I mean, you folks are paid commissions and things like that when you sell cruises to people. Are those are those are you doing twice the work for no money? I mean, are those commissions are are they lost? A a cruise line that's going bankrupt probably doesn't protect commissions.
3: That was that was so true. If they go bankrupt, then the uh, agencies are going to be the last ones to get any money. I can tell you that. Um, Well, except for some of the vendors. I mean, there are some people that are really going to lose on this. Uh, An example is the, um, uh, not just with Crystal, but with uh, Region 7Cs when they abandoned people in San Francisco for their long one. Some of those people's uh, 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 experiences were 77,000 a person. Okay. So that meant a couple was a close, close to 150000 And and the agencies who sold that, they spent their money, you know, <laughs> they already spent their money, and they were going to end up getting recalled. You know that's going to happen.
0: Crystal uh, we'll is – not
3: al- receive anything, you know.
0: Also, Crystal, we should point out, is not an inexpensive cruise line. It tends to be a little bit more upscale, so people who are yeah. cruising there have made the decision that they are going to pay more money. For their experience than than other people have. Um, Any words of of wisdom? I know we talked a a little bit about this a a couple weeks ago. Any words of wisdom for folks who, I guess if you have a a Crystal Cruise scheduled and you have a travel advisor, then you're looking for that person to, to go to bat for you?
3: Yes, yes, and Silver Sea and Seaborn and a couple of the uh, and uh, uh, Region Seven Seas, they're at a caliber that's equal to or better than um, than crystal. So they're really coming to bat. But yes, you know, so if you're working with a travel agency, they will do so, as much communication and anything they can to help. Um, you know, otherwise, you're on your own.
0: What are you um, switching gears just for a second here, uh, Gwen? In terms of just cruises, cruise purchases and stuff like that, I'm guessing that not many people are. Calling you up or walking in the door and saying, Hey, I want to go cruising next week. But are people planning things for four, five, six months down the road?
3: No um and we try to tell them let's hold our breath and hope that they, everything goes in 6 months nothing is is for certain anymore but the uh, vendors and the insurance companies are really stepping up and they're coming up with creative answers so if people will book right away that they will give them kudos if they have to change or alter an itinerary or something so um but what's happening is you had asked me to to come up with three things that uh we should be trying to help people or what would we be recommending people to do um, under those circumstances. And uh, one of the recommendations that I had said, most all of these are domestic uh, travel. Uh, Those seem to be a little bit more um, assured. Uh, But uh, Alaska, I would say, is number one, Hawaii for either cruises or for uh, land-based, some tours and uh, the other one would be the uh, domestic river boats because and right now biking and american cruise lines they're adding ships to the united states river boat rivers and so those costs are going to go down so i'm asking people to really th- consider a columbia river or um mississippi and uh, it's going to get very competitive in pricing uh, with Viking coming on and the new ships out with American cruise lines. I think it's going to be real helpful for the uh, domestic market for the riverboat.
0: So maybe if you're a cruise aficionado, why you take a year and do something here in the States while mm-hmm. the rest of this shakes out internationally uh, and the like. I was making the comment Gwen at the beginning of the program that uh, there's a reason that some of these uh, many of these ships are flagged in foreign countries um, is because the regulations are different uh, for staffing and for environmental regulations and safety regulations and stuff like that and so I I hope this ends well for people who have a cruise with crystal I think this is really a, a statement as to why you should have a travel advisor when you're doing something like that. You're buying an airline ticket. You can go online and do it yourself. But when you're yeah. planning a vacation and it starts to get complicated and it starts to get costly and you've got connecting things like airfares and, and stuff like that, there are a lot of moving parts and really having somebody who knows what they're doing and how to do yeah. it. And also if something goes wrong like this, um, somebody who can go bang on somebody's head and try to get your money back for you.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's good by paying advertisement. You're doing a service for somebody, and you'll get uh, some reward from that, personal reward, probably repeat business. And then uh, people who travel and get along well with their travel agents will spread the word as well. I, I wanted to make one statement. I was watching a thing on television the other day, and Viking Cruises was there, and they're all over Europe. They've got tons of cruise ships on Europe. And the and the owner Owner of that place said that they hadn't had one outbreak of COVID on any of their ships. Now I want to tell you, that's almost impossible. Ten
1: seconds, Gwen.
3: Okay. Well, the bottom bottom line is they're not under the same scrutiny at, yet uh, as the United States, and so the United States is a lot stricter, and that's the reason we're seeing numbers on our ships and not on biking All
0: Gwen right. Duncan, thank you for your expertise this afternoon. About time to wrap it up for another edition of the Travel Guys.
1: Sure is. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gwen. Thanks to our callers. And uh, thanks to Caitlin for handling things so smoothly today here on the program. And uh, that wraps it up. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Travel Guys.
0: Remember to dance like nobody's watching. See you next time, my friends.